98K News. It's 11 o'clock on Benche, the top stories. Health officials report more than 27,000 new COVID infections, slightly fewer than yesterday. But the chief executive warns the worst of the outbreak may not yet be over. And a 1,200-bed isolation facility opens near the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge. Hong Kong's daily tally of COVID infections is continuing its slow decline, as health officials reported around 27,000 COVID infections today. The figure is down from the 29,000 cases reported yesterday. About 15,000 cases were confirmed by PCR tests and 11,000 reported from rapid antigen tests. Officials also recorded another 198 COVID deaths in the past 24 hours. Dr. Albert L from the Center for Health Protection stressed there is no clear downward trend yet and urged the public to stay vigilant. He was asked if infection figures truly reflect the actual COVID situation if some people were failing to report their positive self-test results. The number of cases confirmed using rapid tests shows a consistent trend with that of PCR tests. So we believe these figures can reflect the current epidemic situation. If residents do not report their self-test results, we can't issue isolation or quarantine orders for them or their family, and we won't know these cases exist. People need to inform us so that our system can record their information because this will affect their vaccination and vaccine pass arrangements. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has warned that the worst of Hong Kong's current COVID infection wave may not yet be over, contrary to the assessment of some top top health experts. Speaking at her daily COVID press conference, Mrs. Lam said it will take a few more days to see if the SAR has passed the outbreak's peak. I could understand that people are very worried with the current fifth wave because of the tsunami sort of increase in the number of confirmed cases and the number of deaths. But we mustn't forget that we have gone through four waves of the COVID-19 epidemic with relative success. I wouldn't say we are very successful because at the same time, we need to impose border controls and social distancing measures. So in tackling this unprecedented fifth wave, we have to examine very carefully the development of the epidemic. That's why I said that at this moment, we could not comfortably say that we have passed a peak. Government expert advisor David Hoy says he believes the current COVID wave has already peaked, but it would be wrong to say the epidemic is under control. Speaking on an RTHK program, the Chinese university professor said infection figures are now plateauing, but more time is needed to assess the trend. If there are outbreaks when the trend is plateauing, the figures could rebound. In recent weeks, many citizens have used rapid tests and many have not or will not report their positive test results, so the figures remain high if we take that into account. Many friends I know said they won't report their results. Some retirees don't have the incentive to report either because they don't need to take sick leave. There are a lot of people in the community who lack the incentive to report their test results. Construction is complete at another isolation facility near the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge. It will receive COVID patients with mild or no symptoms starting today. Francis Sit reports. The isolation facility is one of those Beijing is helping to build amid the current wave of COVID infections in Hong Kong. It has about 400 rooms, providing some 1,200 beds. 
During the facility, Chief Secretary John Lee said two other new isolation camps that opened earlier are already 80% full. He noted that there may have been issues when those facilities opened, but the management teams have made various improvements, such as providing toys, newspapers and other entertainment for patients. Authorities have locked down seven buildings in Chunmun, Kuntong, Homantin and Wang Tai Sin after sewage samples there tested positive for COVID. Block 1 of Training Garden, Wai Tong House at Tong Tao Estate, Shenman House at Oi Man Estate, Yin Tat House at On Tat Estate and Na Yun House at Chok Yun South Estate were cordoned off this afternoon. Oi Lok and Oi Houses of Yao Oi Estate were also locked down and all residents will be tested. On to the weather. Cloudy overnight, but there'll be sunny periods tomorrow. Temperatures in the region of 20 to 26 degrees. Currently, it's 22 degrees Celsius. The humidity, 65%. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. A 23-year-old man who faces a charge of attempted murder has appeared in Eastern Court for Wednesday's attack at Pacific Place in Admiralty. The suspect has been accused of attacking an elderly man and severely injuring him by kicking his head. Prosecutors said the two had never met, and police found out the suspect had appointments at a psychiatric clinic at Queen Mary Hospital. The case was adjourned to the 25th of this month. Turning overseas, intense fighting is continuing on the outskirts of the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, with shelling by Russian forces and outgoing fire by its defenders. Ukrainian army commanders are concerned the Russians may be preparing to launch a large-scale assault. The BBC's James Waterhouse has the latest from Kiev. As far as President Zelensky is concerned, the Russian army has suffered its largest losses in decades. He said 31 Russian battalion tactical groups have been rendered incapable of combat. In the southeast, Moscow's once again been accused of shelling areas where planned evacuations were supposed to happen. Authorities in Donetsk say they're still hoping to get people out of besieged Mariupol despite every attempt at a ceasefire failing so far. In central Kiev, the sound of road repair works blend with the distant rumblings of explosions to the north. A long queue of elderly people wait outside a local authority building for donated clothing and food. More than two and a half million people have now left Ukraine to escape the war. Moldova says every eighth child on its territory is now a refugee, with more people arriving from Ukraine every day. The Moldovan foreign minister is Niku Popescu. Our only hope is that the war will stop, the front line will stay where it is. This is what we hope. Even without any dramatic changes of the front line, we are approaching a breaking point. But if there's a dramatic implosion and fighting around Odessa, that would be a complete catastrophe for the humanitarian situation here. And for that you cannot plan, you cannot prepare. It would just be completely overwhelming. Ukraine says Russian troops have captured the eastern outskirts of Mariupol. The besieged city in the southeast has been one of the Russians' main targets and its residents have endured days of shelling. The situation there has been described as catastrophic with no power or food. Western ambassadors at the United Nations Security Council have dismissed as nonsense Russian claims that Ukraine has developed chemical or biological weapons. The United States and the United Kingdom both say Moscow is deliberately spreading unproven claims. Here's the U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Linda Thomas-Greenfield. Here are the facts. Ukraine owns and operates its own public health laboratory infrastructure. 
These facilities make it possible to detect and diagnose diseases like COVID-19. The United States has assisted Ukraine to do this safely and securely. This is work that has been done clearly and out in the open. This work has everything to do with protecting the health of people. It has absolutely nothing to do with biological weapons. From today, Russians receiving money transfers from foreign banks will only be able to withdraw their cash in Russian rubles. The BBC Caroline Davies reports from Moscow. As the value of the ruble drops, many Russians have tried to remove what foreign Western currency they can. Long queues at cash machines still dispensing dollars are common. Earlier in the week, the Russian central bank limited the amount of dollars citizens could withdraw to no more than 10,000 until September the 9th. Russians with money held in other currencies were told they could remove their money only in dollars. Now citizens receiving money transfers from foreign banks will be able to withdraw their money only in Russian rubles. Although the bank said that this was a temporary measure, they gave no set end date. The Ethiopian government says it will take action against people seen in a video burning a man alive. The film of men in Ethiopian army uniforms taunting the man and setting him on fire has been circulated widely on social media. This report from the BBC's Mary Harper. The government said the incident took place in the northwestern region of Benishangul Gumuz, where there's frequent ethnic violence. The long-running conflict there began before war erupted further north in Tigray. Like in many of the world's conflicts, social media plays a big part in stoking Ethiopia's violence. Thousands of fake images and videos flood the internet, but the authorities are taking this one seriously. And in sports, just one result so far tonight from the English Premier League, where Liverpool have kept up the pressure on leaders Manchester City by winning 2-0 away at Brighton. And that's the news from RTHK. Yeah. 
like a candelina. I know that grandma would have loved her like she was her own. She makes me feel at home. Oh. Someone who likes to take it slow, I guess, because he wants to go beyond. Leon Bridges. Give it a cool on RTHK Radio 3. Remember what might have been Had a 